So hello and welcome to the next episode of the Cisco Technology Podcast. And uh, you can contact the show by uh, tweeting me at, at Justin Willen or you can email me at uh, justin.willen at cisco.com. That's uh, two O's and one L, just sure? in case. Yes, it is. <laughs> and full enough, if you can already hear, I'm joined by our regular uh, contributor, co-presenter now. Comedy sidekick. Comedy sidekick. I thought that was that, <laughs> that job, but there we go. Mark Jackson. Hello. And we're also very honoured... To be joined today, are. we yeah. are yeah. to be joined by Alison Vincent. Sorry, Doctor Alison Vincent, um, who is get it right now. Our chief technical officer. I am technology officer. Technology officer. Yes. yes. Ah. For UK and Ireland. So, what's the difference between a technical officer and a technology officer? Well, there's technical and there's technology because it's an ology. It's much more important. Isn't it? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anything with an ology is going to be more interesting. Yeah. Wonderful. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Alison. Um, so today we're going to be uh, talking around smart cities. And we've, we've talked a lot of different technologies in our time, haven't we, Mark? And uh, we've done ransomware, done lots of security stuff. Smart things energy-wise. Like yeah, yeah, we've done energy-wise. And it's sort of, I mean, these are a lot of technologies that sort of great you can use them within the building. But the one thing when you start to think about it in the wider concept, when you think about cities and where 80% of... GDP, it comes from cities. Yeah. What, what's next for them? Why, what are we doing with this? And, and I, so I did some digging around and spoke to some people, and they said, You know, you need to speak to Dr. Alison <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> and so that's why we're here. So, um, first thing to ask then yes. what, what is a smart city? A smart city is, uh, well, we all know what a city is, don't we? Yes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. is, is that something with a cathedral, well, isn't it? A good, good baseline. Yeah. Or a yes. university. Oh, is it both? It is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But the oh. idea of a smart city is when you start connecting things together within a city to improve its experience. So that, but that can be anything from smart parking, so making the whole um, idea of parking your car in a city a lot more connected and a lot mm-hmm. more easier for you to find a space. Uh, for you to know that the parking charges automatically, to be pay for it on your phone without having to get out of your car, all of that is the idea around smarts within a city. Right. Okay. And is it is it is smart city more focused towards the citizen within the city, or to businesses that are trying to trade within the city, or is it benefit to everybody? It's all and above. I mean, at the moment, a lot of the drivers around smart city initiatives mm. are coming from the local councils okay. in terms of trying to save costs sure. and ultimately provide a better experience yeah. for the people who come into that city right. okay. but the businesses in that city are obviously involved sure. in the equation sure okay ah, so can you give us some examples so you, get, you mentioned something about parking yeah. and that's something where I had to do a bit of reading for of once uh, and we sort of look at what's, what's going in cities and you spent about parking as well but were there other things that could benefit sort of citizen services yeah, I mean, there's a whole, um, probably the most active um, area of implementation in cities is smart lighting. Right, okay. So all of a sudden when your street lighting is connected, that can do everything from saving costs in terms of dimming your lights at, at, um, in, at dawn yeah. and um, you know, bring them up slowly at, at dusk mm-hmm. so you don't use them all the time, they have to kind of like come on gently and actually save costs. But also... Um, Using lighting in areas at, in, in when it's dark and the citizens walking on the street, and you've turned the light off to save costs, but all of a sudden you realise someone's on the street, you turn the light on to make it a lot more safe for the individual. To work so, is that sort of using technology to solve the problem that was driven by cost reduction 
So councils are looking, how do we save money? How do we save energy? Yeah. Because of that cost reduction, turning lights off, yeah. where a lot of councils have had lots of complaints and things like that around it. And now you can actually go, well, actually, technology will turn it on when it's needed. Correct. So it could be a dog tree, but as soon as somebody walks down the street, because of the yeah. sense of technology being able to light up yeah. the street, so you just have this walk-in glow as you walk as around. You walk as you walk through. Just like Doctor Who, isn't it? Isn't it just, Doctor oh, yeah. through the streets and the come They've got it in I think that just does it because of his sonic screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got it in, uh, they've got it in one of the car parks in Reading, actually. They, they right. replaced all the lighting in the station car park, and it, and it goes on to like a low-power mode, so at night it's all quite... It's quite dim, it's and then as you walk, all you hear is the click, click, click as the lights come on bright. It's quite disconcerting when you're in there on their own. It's very Doctor Who, yeah. um, but you can see the massive benefit that they would get from from saving the cost of. I was just about to say, there's a, other doctors are available. Other doctors are available. <laughs> we usually have that one there. <laughs> oh dear me! Um, so it sounds like there's lots and lots of benefits from it, from parking, lighting, which can obviously result in cost saving. I mean, I read something about waste management as well. Yeah, about so you can have sensors on your bins. And so the, the, the city council only empties a bin when it's nearing full. Yeah. It actually saves on the amount of time that someone drives around mm. emptying all the bins. And that's interesting because we sort of look at that if, oh, within the bill. And we, we, I've talked a bit of it in, one of the, in another podcast around sort of how you can people's location drive better efficiencies and just having that ability of going, right, okay, I know these where all the, the bins are full. We can now create a route that's going to be very efficient just to empty those bins mm-hmm. as well. So it's, it's, it's sort of that intuitive stuff that we've been doing inside, mm. we're bringing outside again, isn't it? It's kind of taking that analytics approach, isn't it, I guess? It's, it's, I'm going to have to drop the word in because we were talking about it before the podcast, the digitalisation. Oh, we don't. Of, <laughs> everybody's cringing now as we're making up words, but it is, it's kind of taking that, that intelligence and feeding it into that very arcane process of emptying bins, but using location technology and sensor technology to try and make that a digital process. So is it, is it, the thing that's just coming to mind, we talked about parking, bins, lighting. I mean, what other things can, can we do with it? It's, it's, it? it sounds nice, but I just think in, in an age of maybe austerity and a, and a local authority or a city council is going, right, how, how are we going to deliver better services on a, on, a, on a struggling budget, maybe? Mm. But what other things can, can I mean, we drive a real, yeah, Touching on the analytics thing, a, a real win is um, a piece of research at the moment that's going on in terms of making uh, a response of an ambulance to a critical situation in the city quicker by doing things like changing the traffic lights to enable the ambulance to get to the... To oh, it, oh, wow. Quicker. Um, there's a piece of work going on with Birkbeck College who does um, looks at the uh, analytics of you know, frequency of accident spots, hot spots in, in, in London, for mm-hmm. instance and looks at the, the physical location of the closest ambulance to where something's happened, mm-hmm. and you, you just change the routing to enable the ambulance to get there much quicker. Wow, that's pretty cool. So is that manipulating traffic light sequencing on the fly, or is that just manipulating the routing? Well, so uh, the, at the moment it's the routing, right? but in time, when yeah. you have intelligent traffic lights, which yeah. frustrates the hell out of me that we don't have them now, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they should be able to change the traffic light sequencing to enable the ambulance to flow quicker. It's kind of like Die Hard from years ago. See, you're thinking of Die Hard. I am just, thinking of Die Hard. Do you know what? I'm thinking of another movie. I'm, I'm going to the... I'm going to... Uh, oh, God. This is an edit-out moment. Um, Italian movie? Job. You are, yes. Yes. But the original one, yes. where they walk Same. around with, with, uh, with the things yes. and they drop them in the yeah. bins yes. underneath the... Uh, yeah. But then you have the, the smart, fancy one in the, in the late yeah, one yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah. Marky Mark. Yeah, that's right. So, that's yeah. pretty cool. 
Yeah. So we're not quite there yet then. Not no. quite there yet. Yeah. So, so the routing is, is very much it's there, but it's still yeah. you know, the physical location of, a, of the ambulance yeah. related to the, where the incident yeah, 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 yeah. So would that move to sort of the, the nearest ambulance then to the yeah, scene? Yeah, that's as well. the idea. Yeah, so, yeah. so at the moment it can do that, it can work out the nearest ambulance yeah. to the scene, and it can work out the most efficient route based on traffic yeah. currently. Yeah. But ultimately the idea would be. You is it you the, the shortest route lights. becomes the, the most efficient route because yeah. they just or, or you change traffic lights to enable maybe a, a longer route to, to be more efficient yeah. yeah okay so it sounds really very really interesting and quite very innovative and it's it's sort of firing lots of things off in my head but the one thing that I mean something as smart as this as cities parking ambulance services but it's got to be challenging because it, I mean a city is not one it's, you can't just make it happen. Yeah. It's, it, there's lots of other ecosystem partners. There's got to be challenges, and there's got to be people going. Oh, you mean people will get in? I can imagine people and process. I mean, we talk about people, policy, and process regularly in our we podcast. Do. Well, you and me do anyway. You and me do, yeah. um, but it, that's got to be a lot of challenges in this with this as well. Oh, definitely. I mean, when you when you start dealing with the city, you know, even the the way local authorities and cities are organised, they themselves don't necessarily talk to each other. So you'll have the waste and utility is very different to the police services, very different to education, very different to roads. And so you know, just the way we organise our own local governments isn't helping the situation because they themselves are siloed. If you add on to that, you know, trying to deal with the people who own the infrastructure and the lighting, the people who, who own the technology like, like the networks like us, you, know, you end up having a whole host of people to try and coordinate. Um, quick advert. So, we did adverts on here. Do you have to to start? You are now entering an advert. <laughs> so, you know, Cisco has won the, uh, the Smart City bid uh, in Manchester. And so, there's a piece of work going on in Manchester called the City Bird mm-hmm. Project. But that is not just Cisco, it is 24 different organisations getting together to come up with solutions in terms of smart cities. And that gives you a feel for the number of organisations just from a, a technology situation plus the government as well yeah. to get something moving. So we're dealing with 24 different And different is that through the whole of Manchester or is it? No, and this is literally just a very small, um, I think it's about two and a half kilometre corridor of Manchester. So two and a half kilometre corridor, so it's basically an organisation per kilometre. <laughs> <laughs> 400 metres, yeah. Crikey. Wow, so you I mean that—that's the—that's the thing that sort of sticks, isn't it? That's the could be the biggest challenge, and and, and so and you mentioned that Cisco won yeah. that bit, and, yeah. and was it just because we had a technology company, or was it because of? I, I think it's you know we, we definitely have you know technology solutions to help in this space, and, and lots of thought leadership in terms of what Internet of Things can provide citizens and governments and countries. But I think it's also our, you know, Cisco's secret source of being able to pull people together to deliver something. Mm-hmm. So our ability to work with partners, for instance, and our ability to work with the, the startup community has been a real um, key for us to, you know, winning and leading on that project because a lot of it is coordination. Yeah, and the interesting thing you sort of see when you talk about tech hubs and, 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 the, and create mm-hmm. and all these yeah. innovation hubs that we're, we're creating or participating in to help these small startups, it sounds... That it isn't even though a small company could think I've got a really good idea, I've got some really clever people yeah. that I can, you know, I can come to Cisco and go, I've got this idea. Mm-hmm. Can you help yeah. me take this to market, or yeah. can you help me get in touch with the right people in there as well? Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's where some of the innovation's got to come from these kind of smart city projects because you're not going to see the big 
massive kind of contractors that are used to holding those big name contracts. It's quite interesting. It, yeah. when, when you look through the, the 24 yeah. that are involved in Manchester, you have the complete spectrum. You have yeah. the large, like yeah. ourselves, and yeah. you have SAP, and yeah. you have BT, so you have the large yeah. partners. Yeah. But you have these a huge number of these, yeah, very, very small yeah, SME yeah. startups who have a particular solution in a yeah. particular area, yeah. maybe in terms of healthcare, maybe in terms yeah. of you know, asset tracking. Mm-hmm. And you know, they need something bigger sure. to help them actually yeah. get that to market yeah, yeah. in terms of proof of concept that, that really works. That's, that's, re- that's, really, that's really interesting because it feels like it's that very much of a community. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how big a company you are, the yeah. smaller your company you are, there is a way that we can collaborate together to, for the good and benefit yeah. of this city yeah. and its citizens within it. Yeah. Okay. I've got it. You mean you're in the room, Mark? <laughs> We've got, to talk, we've got to talk about. We've got to talk about security. We've got to talk about security. Because that, I mean, that's got to come up, isn't it? You I mean at the end of the day, if we're connecting, you mentioned Alison, you mentioned Internet of Things there. I mean, we we, we have enough challenges around. Mm-hmm. Just, you mean talking about security, IT security generally? Yeah, mean, we, yeah, yeah we did a podcast on ransomware. If you mm. haven't listened to it already, go back and listen for the ransomware yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, so yeah, so what kind of things do we need to think about from a security perspective? I, I think, it, it, I mean, you've obviously got the standard things around the infrastructure. You know, the, you know we talk about the connected traffic lighting, then immediately you, your mind springs to the movies and the ability for the bad guys to start control them for, for, for their own end. You know, you've got that baseline, maybe somewhat out there. If you've connected to something to the internet or you've connected to yes, a network, you yeah. are now allowing yeah. another way of attention. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're opening that door. I mean, at the moment, they're going to be very closed systems, I would expect. Uh, with very little opportunity for somebody to manipulate those kind of systems but as soon as you're beginning to expose them especially when you expose them in probably quite a programmatic sense to a lot of different uh, systems where you're you know, in the sense of the analytics for, for ambulance allowing that system to manipulate traffic lights potentially without human intervention in the future maybe in an automated fashion that kind of scares me a little bit because there's so much you know opportunity for things to go wrong both maliciously or in, unintentionally but it's those kind of things. Then I guess the other side is you, the, the, there's also, and I'm, I'll you know, caveat this by saying I'm no lawyer, but I guess there's also questions around protection of things like lo- location awareness and uh, and uh, that type of information becomes a little bit more sensitive around personal data. Yeah, that's so interesting that's as well, yeah, because you start looking at even in shops nowadays, mm-hmm. you can say, well, I'm walking around with a sensor in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's pulling information from it. Yeah. Even when you're emailing, if you're going online and using yeah. your, your personal email account, they're just gathering that information yeah. that, they, that you're putting in those emails yeah. and, and advertising back based yeah. on your online content. Yeah. So it's sort of still out there. Yeah. So it's not a case of you can't do it. I think that's the, the, the important thing is that the, often these cases, think, you know, just because personal data doesn't mean you can't do it. It's just you've got to be, there's got to be a great deal of awareness that you might actually now be collecting personal data and then there's a great deal of addition. But who owns that data as well? Who owns it, who's processing it, where is it going? You look at the European General Data Protection Regulation that's coming in, we think, <laughs> in 2017, we will be subject to it, let's face it. There's no, whether Brexit or Remain. Remain! Some kind of, some sort of cow, isn't it? Um, either way, we will be subject to it. It feels we like wanna, it. We wanna, we wanna, we're going to have to continue to do work with uh, with our European colleagues. Um, so that is going to be personal data. So processing it, handling it, um, you know, exposing it. I mean, to there's, the a, there's a huge amount of um, because it is such a, a big topic, yeah. and it's it's it might prevent us getting Absolutely. to the lovely yeah. future that we want to get to. You know, a lot of the research mm. establishments in the UK are actively. Mm. trying to work out what this means. Yeah. So, um, so Petrus is a, a group of universities who are physically looking at the security of the Internet of Things. Yeah. 
and touching on these subjects in terms of privacy, mm-hmm. um, who owns the data, yeah. Yeah. what more can be done in terms of you know making sure that citizens feel comfortable yeah. using this mm. technology. Yeah. So, so there's a whole bunch of ethics mm-hmm. and discussion that needs to happen at the same time as the technology moving yeah. forward. And yeah. Luckily, it is happening it in is terms happening. of you know very clever people in the security mm-hmm. space are worrying about it. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's interesting because when we talk about this, Alison, is mm-hmm. is, is You've got to start with, you can't just start with security, you can't let security lead it, but you have to have security be running alongside of it from the start. Because if you just go to it and go, I've invented this great thing that will get an ambulance from A to B faster than anything else in the world, and then you pass it to a security guy to have a look at it, and they go, you can't do that. You can't do that. So it's, it's find those problems or find those, those risks. And the great thing about, when we talked about this before, was about the benefits. If the benefits, which, which security is a lot more now, is around what is the business benefit or what is the outcome that you're trying to deliver and if security is then disabling that then actually security is not doing its job no. No. so it still just applies to that common thing of people policy and process yeah. and, and you bring that in there and as long as you are mindful of that through the whole of this yeah. and you've got ex- organisations already looking at it then hopefully you're hopefully ahead of the game yeah Right. So you go. Security's not a problem. Security's done. The answer is yes. You heard first. Dear me. Um, this is sad when you've got a security. Everything has to be. Everything is around security now. When you. They're going to change it to the Cisco Security Podcast. Now, right? <laughs> is that what this was? Is this <laughs> usurping this podcast? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Right you know what? Good. Okay. From a um, a futures perspective, then. Well, where do you see this going? What sort of we, we talked about things now, and you've talked mm-hmm. about um, sort of uh, smart cars, and we're looking at smart buses. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of things? Are we, are we, what, what is sort of this over the horizon of this wonderful thing of smart cities that hasn't even sort of got here yet? Um, well, certainly, we're touching on autonomous vehicles. I think they are going to be a reality mm-hmm. in cities. Um, so What's the benefit? I mean, I'm just trying to think of it. <laughs> Apart from me being, and I spend a lot of time in the car, driving between the cities, but I, I mean, I start in a, in a small town in South Wales and then end up being somewhere outside of London, mm-hmm. two and a half to three, maybe three and a half hours later. Mm-hmm. I can see the benefit of that. Yeah. But in, once you're inside a city, mm-hmm. what would be the benefit? I'm just being, maybe be either being awkward or silly, I don't know. Well, you can, already see, you can already see it coming. So, so in, in the UK, there are a couple of cities that are already toying with smartness. So yeah. you've got smartness. <laughs> see, I like that better than digitalisation. <laughs> Even if I could say it properly. So you've got, you've got Bristol is open, which is looking at how we actually open the city in terms of open APIs. It's like a programmable city. Oh, right. We have to leave this one for now. Oof. And the other one is Milton Keynes. And Milton Keynes, no matter what you think of it as a city, it has got these pod... Uh, autonomous vehicles now which transport people around the city without any kind of driver so if you imagine things mm. yeah, like at Heathrow when you get the, the yeah yeah Channel 5 up them, they? They, yeah. they have those now in the city right. and is that to sort of really augment existing public transport mechanisms yeah. really yeah okay it's okay. pretty cool I mean once I, yeah I mean I, I guess it's also once you start getting that in a, in a larger scale you could probably ease congestion you could make things more deterministic which um, in it theory, improves, should. It should improve the flow yeah. and the speed of getting from A to B yeah. in, in some cities. I think people are still struggling with Uber, aren't they? Though? <laughs> You're just thinking. Certain people are. Well, well yeah, <laughs> there's a local authorities that they go Uber or not, and then now you're saying, well, actually, let's get rid of that yeah. and just having. Have it autonomous. From a call out specific, so we've covered lots of things. We talked about what is a smart city and it's a place for improving services to citizens. Yeah. 
we talked about the challenges. We talk about what the components. I mean, we, we have bits that we talked about what Cisco can do, so we can help bring companies together. We also do technology out there that will help the fund be the, the foundation for this, as well as doing the analytics, yeah. the security, mm-hmm. uh, the connectivity, the connectivity itself, itself, which is huge important. Yeah, ruggedized routers that sit outside in the pouring rain. Yeah, we did cover that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. but that that's important. And what what's going to help? A local, a city, or a, a local city council go. Do you know what? If they hopefully would listen to this podcast, or maybe a partner, an ecosystem partner here in this podcast, go. Do you know what? This is why we need to be doing this. This why this is something that's not on the table now, but this is the reason why we need to bring it onto yeah. the table. So, what is that? I think. I think when you look when you look at cities, you look at it's kind of like some of the inner city areas in the UK. A lot of them are struggling with high street shutting down. Yeah. There's very little to attract citizens into the city. Mm. And I think a lot of these cities are thinking about, okay, if I make the city smart, if I provide great connectivity, I can begin to attract people not just to spend money in my city and, and improve the, the economy, but also I can also attract new businesses maybe to come in and set up a startup because it's got fantastic smartness. Yeah. It's got brilliant connectivity to enable fantastic schooling to happen. And maybe the healthcare itself provided in the city environment and the, maybe the, the air is better because they've got smart air control in terms of what they're doing with the sensors on lampposts to control the air quality. Yeah, you mentioned that one when we were talking earlier, weren't you, in Manchester, where they're using sort of air quality monitoring. Yes, that's it, they're using, so it, one of the programmes in the Manchester City Bird project is they're using you know, sensors on lampposts and things to enable someone... Yeah. On, a, on their device to know if it's a, a good day to go out if they're suffering from asthma or something. Yeah. Or they can actually get some some uh, expert help in terms of actually, I can see the air quality is not that great. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. recommend I stay indoors for a couple of hours or yeah. do I head on out? Mm-hmm. All the way through to another example mm-hmm. from Manchester, which I love, is um, this concept of, of uh, trying to improve the health of the citizens in general. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they've, um, if, you, if you're waiting at a bus stop for a bus mm-hmm. and you actually think, I'll walk to the next next bus stop, which is you know, closer. By walking to that next bus stop and the bus turns up, you end up paying less for that bus journey. And also doing a bit of walking and as well. Oh, that's so the idea is encouraging, almost like gamification, encouraging the citizens to improve idea. their health. Because you can look at it and go, and actually, like you said about your traffic light system earlier on, it's going, actually, I know that I can walk from here to here quicker than it, and get the bus quicker, pay less money. Yeah. And get to where I need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, and be healthy. Yeah. yeah, and like you say, you tie it into a gamification concept, and that's going to bound to hook people. You start giving out badges, and you're away. Yeah. Giving out badges, but, but that's it. But that, that it's amazing that I mean, I've been involved in a couple of things where people are looking at gamification of things. Yeah. And just the concept of being in that reward system, I want to get to the next level. I want to complete that. It's, well, I think that's, that's going to hit really cool. a, a generation, isn't it? Yeah. Of of, of people, and, and then you sort of go to the other end of it. We've got more of the senior citizen. You're going. Yeah. Do you know what? are they going to be very digital? Mm-hmm. Maybe, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. And then how? But if there's an opportunity of that sort of again, it come into my mind is that sort of people policy process of of being able to go, other people know their sensors, so the, even the local authority go, okay, we know pot, uh, really the, the hay fever, or there's a lot yeah. of pollution around, mm-hmm. but being able to proactively pick up the phone and go, yeah, hello, Mr. or Mrs. Smith, whatever, mm-hmm. you need to be staying in today, because yeah. yeah. you're going to really struggle with your yeah. breathing, yeah. but we're monitoring it, and we will let you know. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. a real good benefit for the citizens, yeah. and the thing that's coming to mind is, it, once you 
go down the road of digitalizing your city, <laughs> yeah. connecting yeah. things, connecting, connecting things. things. Once you've done that, but then once you've done the one thing, then the next thing's not going to be so hard, no, and then it sort good. of opens up a real plethora of benefits yeah. to your communities. Yeah. Whether it's just allowing businesses to come in and be more more uh, innovative, hire hire new people, bring in new talent to improving services to both the senior and, and obviously all the different senior citizens and all the other people who live in there as well. But that's the thing that sort of comes to mind. Once you've got it cracked yeah. and you go down that road, which is going to have to happen because I'm just thinking either city's going to go digital or they're... going to die or they'll... Well, they'll, yeah. well, they die, you mean, hopefully they die. Well, but, they, but you know what I mean? You'll just see that... And when you go back to the point I made at the start, when you think 80% of GDP mm. comes from a city, mm. then you think about, actually, we need to. Yeah. So where... where I think with something like this, there are some big challenges in terms of the number of organisations that you've got to get involved. And but, but the other side of it is it's an incredibly inspirational thing. Where 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 does somebody start? How 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 does somebody get started? Where's the sort of low hanging fruit, or is it is it just about getting people in a room and talking about the art of the possible? What have you seen? I, you know, a lot of a lot of cities have started with lighting and lighting. parking because they they, you know, yeah. they think it's a it's an easy win. Sure. But I think with all of these things, I'm I'm not. You know, all of these programs at very early stages and yeah. I don't think anyone's really thought of the aha moment of this is the absolute brilliant Killer use case yeah, yeah. of yeah. success in a smart city and yeah. you know I think if at the end of this podcast people just had a mm. thought about okay wow wouldn't it be great if mm. this was connected to this mm. and this enabled a better process then yeah. you know I certainly would go into my city more frequently than sure. I do now yeah yeah and, and that's the bit of, and I think it's a very local thing. I think you mm. know, it's, yeah. smart city is a global phenomenon, mm. but the benefits of it are going to be local. And I think that yeah. if the local yeah. people are thinking about what's going to benefit me, mm. my community, my city, yeah. there will be a reason mm. to do it. Yeah. It will be different, maybe, to the next city down the road, yeah. and there might be similarities. But if you think about we locally, what the challenges yeah. are, what can, what can it benefit me? Yeah. And my, and my community, then that's where it will flow from. Mm. And getting local city author- local authorities or the city councils to start thinking in that way, and challenging us as, as technology providers and working with the ecosystem, saying, well, well, what do you think you can do for my city? Yeah. And, and so, because yeah. obviously the experience that we're going to gain from Manchester, with obviously looking at Milton Keynes, uh, Bristol as well. The, the Manchester project will actually come up with. Real working solutions in specific areas, everything from mm. healthcare, transportation, mm. citizen experience, and that will enable us then to work with other cities. But yeah. there are more use cases out yeah. there than, yeah. than we've yet even thought of. Yeah. So we need we need multiple brains to, ideas, to yeah. think about what makes sense for a particular city with a you know, particular makeup of yeah. sporting, theatre. Mm. University parks, and that's the interesting thing. Yeah. You just sort of you mentioned sporting. Then you go, there's going to be cities going to have different dynamics at different times of the day, in different days of the week. Yeah, and I think about where I, where I live, and I go and watch a, a local football team. And parking is awful. And we, even when it comes to internationals, mm-hmm. they, we make huge decisions. Not huge decisions, as in we make decisions on the day of right how we're going to get to Cardiff yeah. to watch the game because. It's the great city to be in, but you've got to get there first. Yeah. And, and transportation, the trains are heaving. Mm-hmm. Is it the roads the best way? And you just and so, mm-hmm. so the thing I was trying to say is that it's what might benefit you on one day yeah. might not benefit you another day. Yeah. But then you just think about 
But once you've got that infrastructure and you can start to be able to have these sensors and go, ooh, I can tell where the congestion is coming and actually recommend people before they leave the house, yeah. this is the right way to, to get there or book onto this train because this train has been under, isn't, yeah. isn't full. And yeah, more space. I don't know. It's just it's firing more and more ideas in my head all the time. Yeah, but it's just connecting things, isn't it? I mean, uh, I mean, we, we say it a lot at Cisco about connecting things and the power of connecting things. But since they're connected, you can share data, you can share intelligence, and immediately you, you can start to derive benefit. I think. Yeah, definitely. You mean it, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm a van I'm getting over excited. Yeah, things are going too. off in my head now. I'm getting all right. Okay. That's it. It's really you've good. got Justin Hook now. That's it. That's Excellent. it. But um, so so. Thank you again, Alison, for joining pleasure. us today. It's been really interesting, and thanks, Mark. Always as a always, it was a pleasure, never a chore. Um, so yeah, you I mean have a think about it. Have a think about smart cities. Think about the problems locally you can solve, and then just sort of reach out and, and either to Cisco or to. Yeah. I mean, if you've got any further questions on it, you can you can like I said, you can tweet the podcast at Justin Woolen, uh, or you can email me at justin.woolen at cisco.com. That's two O's and one L. And, and let's carry this discussion on further. It's, it, I find it very interesting, and the more I'm talking about it with, with Alison and Mark today, the more the ideas are firing off in my head and, and just think about the company that you're working in or the think of, of companies you could work with to help to drive different benefits in, the, in your local area. There you go. Thank okay. you very much. Very thought-provoking. Oh, yeah, God, it's a bit deep, deep it meaningful is. today, isn't it? <laughs> it's oh, rare for us. It is, isn't it? It is rare. It is rare. But thank you very much, Alison. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you.